Sponsored by Just Eat. Woo! Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. On McDermott on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. 5.45 on the nose. Let's talk to this man. Mark Joseph Stern. Hello. Hello from D.C. where I am counting down the days till I meet you in person at my wedding celebration. Let's jump straight into this. Um, talk to me about this Empire actor and entourage actor, uh, Jussie Smollett. The uh, attack that has purportedly happened on him. Yeah, so Jussie Smollett is a pretty well-known actor. He is both black and gay. He's an excellent actor. Uh, and he reports that in Chicago... Uh, he was basically jumped by two men with a noose who yelled, this is MAGA country, meaning make America great again, the Donald Trump slogan, uh, and put the noose around his neck and then threw some kind of chemical agent on him uh, in what he describes and the media has described as a hate crime. It's a developing story. We're still getting the full picture. And so it is, as reported, obviously a terrible, terrible tragedy. Uh, We do have a problem with hate crimes in this country. Hate crimes against both LGBT and black people have been on the rise since Donald Trump's election. There is no doubt about that. But there are some sort of outstanding questions about this particular crime that make it seem a little curious and make me very eager to get the full picture because the authorities have not yet corroborated the story. They have not found any footage of it. Uh, and there just there seems to be a missing piece to this puzzle. Is that to suggest that where it is alleged to have happened is covered by CCTV and they can't find anything like why is why is that uh, why is this coming to light if you know what I mean right it's coming to light because there's CCTV all over the area where it allegedly happened and the authorities haven't been able to find any but I do hope we learn more details because there is now a sort of conspiracy theory on the right you have lots of people lots of conservatives who sort of deny that hate crimes are a problem questioning whether this even happened and until we get more details, their conspiracy is going to keep bubbling up, and I think we're going to see more people doubting whether this occurred. It's definitely important to to remember we don't know the full story, uh, and we need to make sure that we don't jump the gun, uh, so to speak, because the right is eager to seize on fake hate crimes. The conservatives are constantly trying to, to disprove that these things really occur. So it's important to just sort of make sure we get the full story uh, and, and not jump to conclusions uh, and give the right fodder for conspiracies. Okay, I want to talk to you uh, after we take a quick break about um, an article on Forbes talking about the charade of Davos and billionaires talking about philanthropy when really they need to be talking about taxes. We're back with Mark Joseph Stern after this. Here we go. That right there, chasing Abby Lowerlum, all Irish all day in 2FM. Mark Joseph Stern joins us. Mark, talk to me about Davos. Um, I'm looking at an article in Forbes called uh, The Charade, The Charade of Davos. What is it and why has it become something of a laughing stock this year? 
Yeah, so it is a disgrace and has always been. Uh, basically, a bunch of billionaires and millionaires uh, and powerful government figures gather together once a year at this beautiful European Swiss resort town, uh, and they have these televised conversations with each other about the problems facing the world and how they, as billionaires, can solve those problems. Now, this has always been a bit of a charade, uh, but this year, I think all of the context of what we're living through with Donald Trump and wealth disparity and inequality has boiled over, and everyone made Davos a laughingstock. Because, look, if Trump has proved one thing, it's that billionaires cannot save us. And we're in this amazing sort of progressive populist moment here in the U.S. where uh, people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez are saying, look, we shouldn't even have billionaires. People shouldn't be able to amass this much private wealth. This wealth should be taxed and used to help people who don't have these privileges get health care and good jobs and food and shelter. And so this year, there were some cracks in the facade at Davos. This year, you had some historians and academics say, hey, listen, guys, philanthropy can be good, but what we really need are higher tax rates so that you guys don't have this much wealth and more people are able to live pleasant, full, healthy lives. Uh, that is a big deal. Uh, I think that the hypocrisy is really apparent at this point, uh, and I don't think Davos will ever be the same because, again, the facade has cracked and now people realize it's totally hypocritical. There was a very empowering speech by Winnie by Naima, I think, is who's the executive director of Oxfam International and also this historian here who called out in a Davos panel loads of billionaires to their face. This is my first time at Davos and uh, and I find it quite a bewildering experience to be honest. <laughs> I mean 1500 private jets have flown in here to hear Sir David Attenborough speak about you know how we're wrecking the planet and uh, I mean I hear people talk in the language of participation and justice and equality and transparency but then, I mean, almost no one raises the real issue of tax avoidance, right? And of the rich just not paying their fair share. I mean, it feels like I'm at a firefighters fighters conference and no one's allowed to speak about water. I mean, this is not rocket science. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can talk for a very long time about all these stupid <laughs> philanthropy schemes. We can invite Bono once more. But come on, it's we got to be talking about taxes. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Taxes, taxes, taxes. All the rest is bullshit, in, in my opinion. Do you think this is ultimately something that's going to lead to change in in how people with extreme wealth are taxed, or is this just a moment they'll have to weather and suppress? Uh, it ain't that the question. Uh, you know, I can't answer that for certain, uh, but I will say that in the past, we have really looked on Davos as a good thing in America. I mean, yeah, there have been some laughs, but having these people get together with, like you said, NGO leaders and government leaders and talk about how to make the world a better place seemed nice. But now we're starting to think, yeah, hey, 1,500 private jets to go hear about how climate change is a serious problem, uh, that's a little too much to stomach. And it's, it's noteworthy, I think, that just a few days ago, the Starbucks CEO, Howard Schultz, announced that he is going to probably run for president as a so-called independent centrist. This guy has run uh, his company as a progressive, as a liberal. He's claimed that he really supports progressive 
of ideas. And now he's saying, well, you know what? I'm running because I don't think we should tax billionaires more because billionaires already pay enough taxes. And I just want to appeal to centrists who support marriage equality but think that billionaires are great people too. I think that really shows uh, how hollow the ideology of these Davos billionaires is. Yeah, they talk the big talk about equality and about progressivism, but when push comes to shove, they don't want to give up a single dollar of their wealth involuntarily to help other people. Um, so this could be the start of something big. I think it's sort of a chapter uh, in this developing backlash against extreme wealth that we're seeing here in the States and really everywhere around the world, I think. Uh, I hope that next year's Davos, there are fewer private jets and more historians uh, sort of tongue-lashing these guys for uh, talking the big talk without actually doing much. Uh, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Okay, Mark, it's always a pleasure. You can catch Mark's musings uh, at MJS underscore DC on the Twitter machine or uh, at Slate as well. Mark, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, we mightn't talk to you next week, but we will. But we're going to record a piece of the wedding. Love you, bye. Hey. This is 2A.